0: Hey, guys. I know what you're thinking. Cardboard? Why would I put all my hard-earned money into that? I'm going to tell you why. Stick around. guys, it is Dustin, the personal finance dad. I appreciate you joining me um, today. We're going to talk about something that I enjoy doing. This is an alternative investment, you could say sports card investing. And I wanted to kind of walk through just some of the things that I think are important if you want to get into you know this type of investment. Um, you know I'll, I'll kind of start with a little bit of a background. I started back in the late 80s, early 90s when I was a kid growing up. Uh, I collected football and basketball cards, not as much of a baseball card collector, but football and basketball got hot in the late 80s with Michael Jordan coming on, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. Uh, and I remember in, in the 1989 score set of football and people that are my age of 38, will know exactly what i'm talking about even back then packs of these cards were five to seven dollars which in the late 80s was a lot of money and my parents i remember telling them mom dad i just really want 89 score and so they you know middle class family we were not wealthy by any stretch of the imagination they went out and they you know christmas day i woke up and there was a, a a box that you know looked like cards i opened it it was 1989 score i thought it was a, a full set it was the 1984 supplemental set which is different than the regular full set um but it does have a, a sterling sharp uh, sterling sharp rookie card in it there's some cool cards in there but i remember thinking like oh my gosh i'm gonna have a Troyman rookie a Barry sanders rookie uh a, a neon a dion sanders rookie i was really really excited Something that's important to differentiate between modern sports card investing now and when we were in the late 80s investing, not really investing, but more collected, is now these cards are, There are grading services that grade these cards. There's two main companies, PSA and BGS. Both of these companies are rock solid and they are really kind of the, uh, the benchmark for the industry. So um, it just changes everything. It changes the whole landscape of it when you know you can get a graded card. Back then we were arguing with dealers and with our friends about, you know, oh, this is a mint condition card. It's a near mint condition card. And the price varies based on condition. And so one thing that's very different about, you know, today's world is all that is set in place. And so now you know there there takes a lot of the guesswork out of it. Now you can go ahead and try to grade cards yourself and you can send them in and they will grade them out for you. But that that's a game where I'm still I'm still a novice. So I don't try to look at cards, especially because I buy 95% of my cards on eBay. So trying to look on eBay at a condition of a card and then evaluate, and then I'm going to send that in, it's just very difficult to do. Some people are excellent at it. I am not one of those people. So I buy graded cards typically, unless it is a certain player that I'm looking for. And then that will be you know somebody that maybe I'll stretch on if I'm just trying to pick up those, those raw cards, is what they call them, that aren't graded. You know, to where you can, you know, flip those raw. I, I had, without any intention of sending them into the graded something to think about is do you want to hold these cards long term or do you want to keep them in the short term and flip them that's what I do I really have a 12 month benchmark where I'm looking at a player a specific player a specific set of cards uh, that that I like and I will invest in those and I will look to flip them within 12 months they're players that I'm buying typically in the off season and we're coming up to the season and I think that they're undervalued based on what they're going to do this coming season I'll give an example. I've loaded up on Baker Mayfield. The reason why I have is because Baker Mayfield is, you know, didn't have a very good season last year, but he started off hot his rookie season. So his cards are have, have been high, and then the second year kind of floundered a little bit, and now you know the, the prices have come down quite a bit, so you can buy him relatively cheaply. And if he just has a good few games next season, then, you know, we get a spike and and there you have it. So um, one success story I can share for those that are not really sure if they want to get into sports card investing. Some would say this is kind of an outlier and I would agree. Luka Doncic. Um, In September, I bought a bunch of Luka Doncic stuff. I I thought that he, um, you know, had, had room to grow, even though his cards were priced pretty high relative to the rest of the market. It it seemed like there was, you know, he's just one of those types of players. He's young. He's just shown a lot. And so I I put a lot of money into him thinking he has a lot of potential back in August, September, I probably invested $3,000 into Luka Dongchik and to give an example his Base Prism Rookie Card, PSA 10, which is Gem Mint, that's the best condition you could find on the market. I bought four of those cards for $72 in August, September of last year, and I ended up selling them leading up. But the, the height was just this past, uh, at the end of February, early March, sold one for over $600. So almost nine times what i had paid for it in a matter of seven months so that gives you an idea of the possibilities with sports card flipping you know whereas with other things you know i don't know you know i don't know if it's as easy to kind of gauge i don't know with coins and stamps and things like that if that's more of a long-term hold if you have those flipping opportunities comic books i don't i'm not sure um but sports cards does give you that ability and you can almost look at it as kind of an extension of the fantasy football season in a way. I mean, not to say that fantasy football players are the best to go in on as far as investment, but for those sports geeks like me that are just that are into it all year, and you're looking for something to look forward to, and you want to kind of you know invest, and in, you know it's a lot better than sports betting. Uh, there's certainly a lot, a lot more return opportunities. I guess you could get big returns in sports betting, but it really is just gambling. Whereas this is, it's more you know. There's set, there's set rules in place that can really help you, you know, do well. So my advice to start out would be is to pick players. Um, you know, so if we're looking at sets of cards, you know, from so this is this is differentiating from collecting and investing. Collectors will pick out sets, you know, and they'll invest in different players and different things. You have to be really strategic when you're investing to flip. Because you're looking strategically at players, not necessarily on your favorite team. You might hate this player, but if you believe that they have potential to grow, then that's your priority. It's not if they're on your favorite team or you know how how that goes. So you're you're looking to invest in players, and you're looking for people that are underpriced based on you know past sales. You can check eBay sold listings. of the the transactions, I would say, are on, a lot of the online transactions are on eBay. I think it's safe to say there's card shows and different things in person, but online, the majority of cards are sold on eBay. And so what you can do is eBay has sold listings where you can look at the last three months of sales, and that gives you the ability to see where cards have been. So you know if a player has been hot, maybe they got injured um, you know, or they're, they're making some sort of a, you know, comeback, you know, you can kind of, you can gauge as to where that value has been. So that gives you an idea of, okay, this card was double three months ago. What happened? Maybe the team has fallen off a little bit. Some maybe there's an injury there. There's a reason for it. And then you can, you can get in and buy low with the ability to sell high again. Um, so the idea is really pick out players you could pick out a couple of players you could pick out five players you could pick out 20 players just as you would if you were picking out individual stocks you know if you want to spread your risk it's all up to you know how you want to spread risk out I typically, I have five players that I'm focused on right now. And then in the next video, I'll share those five players who I'm I'm looking for. Um, And I'm also going to focus on, I've got a couple of videos coming up. I'm also going to pick out three particular players and their cards that I'm geared up on, that I'm trying to load up on um, for the season to hopefully come back this year or heading into the off season and, and into next year. So stick with me, subscribe, Um, stay with me, you know, through this channel, we're going to, I'm going to keep on putting out more sports card investment videos as well as other things related to personal finance. But I wanted to start off with this just to give kind of a, an overview of sports card collecting and where it can go and and where you can take it. It's an exciting time um, outside of, you know, of course what's going on, Um, you know, so it's not an exciting time in the world. Please remember to subscribe, stick with me. There's going to be more videos coming out on this topic as well as other topics related to personal finance. Have a good one.